Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Greetings, everyone. Well, I'm Patty, and Cindy is our host this evening, and we have quite a few people on, so we will begin by introducing ourselves, and we'll start from A to G with your by your first name and tell us your first name and where you're from, if you would, please. Danette Dixon from Linwood, Washington. Chris Schumacher from Livonia, Michigan. Eugene Batke from Clearwater, Florida. Beth Fazio from Alamogordo, New Mexico. Get everyone? Okay, if someone else comes in late, we'll, we'll get you, don't worry. How about H through N, please? Irene from Washington, Pennsylvania. Melody Holloway, Columbus, Ohio. Linda from, the- from Ohio. Linda, you want to go first? Yeah, Linda from the Villages, Florida. Okay, and, and who is from Ohio? No, I'm sorry, Joanne from Orlando. Okay, hello. Karen from Philadelphia. Kenny from Hawaii. Jay Rest from Tucson, Arizona. Okay, how about... Mo from Iowa. What was your name? Mo. Mo, Okay. Okay. How about Andrew T? Well, before you do that, since I wasn't aware, we were supposed to be looking at the list. Uh, David Dunphy from Garden City, New York, your streamer. Oh, thank you, David. Okay. Any, any, um, Andrew T? Ray Marcus, Newark, California. And how about to the end of the alphabet? Well, welcome, everybody. We have lots of new people on here. This is exciting. Well, we have a... I guess I'm going to consider him a retired firefighter back in his day when he still had vision. <laughs> I don't think he's fighting fires now, but Eugene is going to give us some some tips and, and techniques and new stuff that we should learn just from a firefighter's point of view. And then for the rest of the time, we will share amongst each other how we do things, what we have found to work and how to hopefully eliminate a fire or if one starts what have we done or what should we do? So, Eugene, would you like to take over the reins? Sure. Or the hoses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a little brief. Uh, back when I joined the Navy, I went through shipboard firefighting. And that's one of the intense firefightings because when you're out in the ocean on the ship, uh, you can't call a fire department. You have to fight your own fires. And uh, I've been on a ship and we had some electrical fires. We didn't have any other type fires, thank goodness. Uh, when I transferred to Mississippi, I was a volunteer fireman in Gaucher for three years. I started out as a fireman and made up the rank of lieutenant. Uh, so I had uh, some experience of fire, fighting uh, house fires, woods fires, cars fires, and even airplane fire. Uh, to get on a little bit about uh, fire safety, Biggest thing when you live in a house or you live in an apartment or a condo is you need to make sure you have smoke detectors that work. And what they recommend is that when there's a time change, that's the time to change the batteries in your smoke detector too. Um, most of your smoke detectors nowadays are set up to where they um, have a backup in them where they're hooked in. If you like, you got a new house or even an old house, when they install them, they hook them up so they're also backed up by electricity. So if the battery goes out, you know, it can also be operated through electrical current. Um, 
Now, if you, in the middle of the night, you wake up and your smoke detector's going off, uh, you go around the house and you, you don't see anything, you don't smell anything, but your smoke detector's going off, you know, it's possible that it's the battery uh, or it's possible that you may have a short somewhere. Uh, you know, if you need to, you can call the fire department, have them come out and check. I had that happen here at the house I'm living in. You know, all of a sudden the fire detector, the detector went off, smoke detector, didn't smell any smoke, nothing. I put a new battery in and it kept going off. I said, hmm. So I called the fire department. They came out and they said it was a smoky fire detector. So they took it down and put a new one up. Fortunately, they had some in their vehicles with them. Uh, another thing you need to do around your house is know how to get out of the house in case you're in the bedroom and there's a hallway and there's a fire in another room and you can't get out through the front door. Make sure you don't have, if you have bars on your windows, like some people have in their houses, make sure you got a key readily available if it's locked so you can unlock it. The same way with your front door. Most people have deadbolts on their doors where they can unlock it from the outside with the key, but on the inside, they have the knob they can turn, but some people have the key on the inside. If you have it so you have a key on the inside of your house, make sure you have a key ready available hanging somewhere near the door so you don't have to waste time trying to go through your purse or to go through a drawer to find a key. This way you can go out there, get the key, open the door and get out. Uh, don't try to fight the fire yourself unless uh, you've had some training with it. Uh, because most of the time when you get fire, you're going to get smoke. And your best bet is to get down on your hands and knees and crawl out. That way you're down below the smoke and you don't get that in your lungs and end up passing out. And uh, the fire department may be finding you alive and maybe not finding you alive. Because it doesn't take a heck of a lot of smoke uh, to incapacitate somebody. Uh, the other things to look forward to or to keep an eye on is if you have flammable fluids, don't storm near anything that produces heat, such as if you got propane bottles, don't storm near your uh, water heater, don't storm near your uh, washer, or not your washer, but your dryer, uh, and make sure your chemicals, you keep them uh, closed up. You know, I know some people sometimes have cans of gasoline in their garage. You know, the fumes still going to seep out a little bit. So, you know, don't go out there striking a match anywhere near your gas cans. Uh, if you have a propane grill, make sure you inspect your tubing on the grill before you start it up at the first of the season. Because if you don't, you know, and you go to start it, your fire is going to be down there near your propane tank. And if it depends on what type of tank it is, if it melts the controls to turn it off, then you've got a fire and you definitely going to need the fire department out there. Don't try to pick it up and take it out of your garage because you never know it could end up going and blowing up in your hands. Washers and dryers. Basically, in your dryer, make sure you keep your dryer vent clean. That's the one that's inside the machine and also the one that goes outside the machine, you know, because lint will build up in that and lint can catch on fire real easy. Uh, we used to go camping. We'd take lint and we'd put the lint down in the, underneath the wood and we'd set the lint on fire and it would burn real easy and make for a good fire starter. Uh, if you do get a fire and you have a fire extinguisher, you know, depending upon what type of extinguisher you got, they got A, B, and C. They're made for different types of fires. If you have a fire extinguisher, like I've got one in my uh, kitchen, and uh, every so often, about every six months or so, I turn it upside down and I take a rubber mallet and I tap on the bottom to break up the powder that's in there. 
because that's what it's working off is the powder. If you let it cake up and you don't take and check it occasionally, you know, you go to use that, it's not going to work. And then, you know, you're out of luck with that. If you have a grease fire, don't do like some people do. Try to put water on it or take a wet cloth and put over it, you know, because it's just going to spatter up. If you have a grease fire and it's not a, a bad one, put a lid over top. Uh, don't try to move the uh, pan off of the stove and carry it out of the house because you're going to end up burning yourself and seeing that grease splash on you, then you're going to be on fire too, and it's just going to spread the fire throughout the house. Uh, if you get a fire, don't go outside and try to put it out with your fire hose because if you do and that fire is too close to your panel box or your fuse box on the outside of your meter, uh, you might end up electrocuting yourself. Um, Let's see, what else can I talk about? Spontaneous combustion. Back when I was a kid, me and my brother were watching TV, and uh, I noticed a glow in the closet, and there was fire in the closet. The fire department uh, claimed it was spontaneous combustion uh, from the heat building up with everything that was cram-packed into the closet. Uh, I was uh, young at that time, and they had to pull me away because I had uh, a jacket, and I was trying to beat it to flames. Uh, not knowing what I was doing, I was fanning it, giving it more oxygen um, instead of trying to put it out. Um, open for questions. Know your local fire department where they're at. If you have any questions, uh, you know, uh, concerns around your house, you know, you can call the fire department. They'll come out and do a safety inspection for your house. Um, Eugene, can you touch on um, um, what do you call those? Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide. Yeah, nowadays when you buy a smoke detector, there's ones that are for carbon monoxide. A lot of stuff in your house can produce carbon monoxide, um, and carbon monoxide is a deadly uh, killer. You know that'll get you during the night when you're asleep. You'll never smell it, and if you have it coming into your house, the smoke detectors that have the carbon monoxide built into them, they will pick it up and they will send you an alarm. If that one goes off, then you need to evacuate your house and call for the fire department to come. Is it, is it true, Eugene, that, that I was told that if, if you think it's carbon monoxide that you need to go outside, that you actually need to go outside before you begin to use a phone because you oh, yeah. Could yeah, have you need, an explosion? Yeah, you need to do your phone calls from outside. Don't waste your time in the house. Get out of the house. That's with any fire. Get out of the house. And uh, if you've got a fire, like in my house, I have propane bottles on the back porch where I have a generator. Uh, you know, definitely you want to notify the, notify the fire department that there's propane bottles on the back porch. Because if the fire is in the bedroom right near the porch, uh, those 270-pound propane bottles can be a nice little bomb when it goes off. Patty, uh, Eugene had asked for questions, and Jay Rasmussen has answered. Go ahead, Jay. Yourself. He's, you're muted. I, so you, there you go. I just wanted to say is once you get out of the house, you stay out of the house. And you also want to make sure you have a meeting place. Yes, have a meeting place for the rest of the family if you have family with you. you know, don't go back into the house to try to get stuff. I can tell you a little story. When I was in Mississippi with the fire department, we got a call one Sunday, a uh, fire in the house. We go there and uh, we ended up having to break down the back door and we got in well the people evidently pulled up while we were fighting the fire seems that they were cooking hamburgers on the stove and they didn't have any buns so the husband the wife and the kids all took off went to the store 
left the stuff cooking on the stove and it caught on fire and their kitchen cabinets caught on fire. So they had a nice mess when they got back home. Don't uh. leave stuff cooking on the fire. Don't walk away from it if you've got stuff cooking, especially if it's involving grease. Eugene, I have a question. What if you're on, let's say, um, the, the eighth floor of a, an apartment building and your, your apartment's on fire and you can't get out? Well, how do you flag somebody by a window? Well, if you're on the eighth floor, hopefully, uh, you know, you got more than one entrance into your apartment, but, you know, you probably don't. Uh, and you're talking about the fire inside your house, your yes. apartment, yes. And, you, and you can't get to the door. Right. Well, uh, the biggest thing goes, uh, in a lot of fires, if you break a window open, uh, you know, it, you're going to want to do that at the first part of the fire, not wait until the fire gets to where it's slowing down, where it's at like a little... Well, they call it, uh, uh, let's see how they call it, a gentle flame, because what that's doing is telling you that it's almost out of oxygen, and you go to open that window or that door, oxygen's going to rush in, that fire's going to rush back right at it. I don't know if you all have ever remembered a movie called uh, Backflash, Flashback. Mm -hmm. That's exactly that's what happens. Yeah, that flame will shoot right towards that oxygen because it needs oxygen to survive. Uh, if you go into the bedroom, shut the bedroom door, and then if you need be, open up the window, yell out for somebody, throw something out, uh, you know, try to get somebody's attention. Hopefully, there's uh, another apartment building or something close to you where, you know, if need be, take something, throw it, and bust one of their windows. You know, they're definitely going to stick their head out the window to see what happened, and then you yell that you got a fire. Hopefully, by then, the fire alarm in the apartment complex goes off. And the fire department shows up real quick. Okay, sixteen fourteen. You want to mute yourself? Now you can do too. If if there's a bathroom, wet you a blanket or something to wrap around you. That'll help to, to protect you from the heat. Okay. So Hi, this is Melody from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I have two kind of concerns. One, well, one's just a curiosity question. Um, why is the fire department sent to your house specifically fire if someone ingests poison, whether it be intentionally or accidentally? Because they have paramedics on board and they carry the necessary stuff to, you know, like if it's an overdose, they carry the drug where they can induce it into the person. Okay, and, I've, uh, I've had that happen a lot of usually, times to me. Usually the fire department will get there quicker than the ambulance. Okay. And my other um, concern is my... One of the lady I kind of care for has a traumatic brain injury and related dementia, and what she'll often do is fall asleep and leave the oil in our deep fryer, and it'll start to smell, and I'll call her, or, you know, if I know she's cooking, and she'll say, oh, I, I fell asleep, you just saved my life, I better turn this off, or when I'm there, I'll say, you know, this is getting bad, I, I feel like I'm going to pass out, you got to get these things out of the fryer and put them in the oven once you bake them, or, you know, and her sense of smell was severely damaged, so... You know, when I'm there, it's like, thank goodness. And I want to know how, you know, what to do if there were, if it becomes a further problem. Well, get rid of that deep fryer. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the easiest way to do it. But, you know, um, if she's going to do it when you're not there, uh, that's going to be hard for you to do. Um, you know, they sort of need to safe proof the house, you know, anything like a deep fryer. If she continues doing that, then she needs to learn another way to cook because uh, you can't be there 24-7 with her, um, right? Not I, yet. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I do know when, when Alzheimer's um, 
clients become, you know, where they're not really sure what they're doing. I've known of people that have unplugged stoves and, um, you know, done various things to some of those appliances just kind of disappear. <laughs> yeah. Deep fryers can be dangerous. Oh, very dangerous. Especially if you accidentally knock one over. <sighs> 1808, you want to unmute yourself, please? You're muted. You need to do a, you're on your phone, star six. Now, the new smoke detectors that are out, uh, they have a longer lasting battery in them, the ones you can buy nowadays. And some of them will speak when your yeah, battery is well, going. Right, Cindy? 1808 has their hand, has their hand up. Muted. Are you ready? Yeah, you need to do star six. You're on your telephone. If you're not, we can move on. Danette, you're up. Okay, hello. <clears throat> so what I do is is when I um like come home with a new guide dog, or if I move, and I encourage all of my alumni because I'm president here of our alumni chapter here in Washington State, I will encourage all of them to call the fire department, let them know there's a blind lady in this apartment that is that is blind and has a guide dog. So whenever the alarm goes off in building Q, they know a little alert comes up and they know that, okay, in building Q 208, there's a lady with a, with a guide dog in that apartment. That's what I encourage all of our alumni to do. That's a good good thing to do. Wonderful. I've never lived in an apartment. I've been in a townhouse, but never an apartment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, don't be afraid to call your yes. fire department if you think there's a fire. You know, they, they get paid. They're up. You know, they're there 24 hours a day. You know. Okay. Leave then, somebody's there. All for now. Oh, oh, no. Sorry. Ray, you want to mute yourself, please? Ray from California. Uh, nice job, Eugene. You're doing oh, a great okay. job. Um, we're pretty good about um, cleaning our furnace filters uh, every six months. And uh, one year it was in the winter time and it was really cold. And the furnace and the uh, furnace came on by itself since it was so cold. And being everyone was sleeping and the smoke alarms come on and we didn't know we didn't smell smoke. But when we found out, it was from the uh, lint from the furnace. So it's mm -hmm. always good to keep your furnace filters clean. See, I got air conditioning, uh, the central air and heat, and I take change my filter every 30 days, uh, you know, to keep the air filters clean. Yeah, the, the furnace filters and your lint, your lint, dryer lint areas, yep. definitely always clean those because that's where so many house fires begin. Yeah, because that tube that goes out from your dryer outdoors that vents, that will get full of lint, regardless that you have a lint filter on your dryer itself. They hey, make a special. They make a no more hands brush. Right they now. make a brush that you can take and insert in there and turn it, and then pull it out, and you'll be surprised how much lint will come out of that uh, hose. <laughs> and if you live in a people that live in an apartment uh, complex, do they ever practice fire drills? Okay, um, Jay Rasmussen, you have another question. You can unmute yourself. Not another question. I I'm a retired fireman too, also, but I just wanted to say that. Once you um, once you get out of your house, make sure you call the nine one one. I've had fires where people are asking, "What took you so long?" <laughs> yeah, well, you get your phone. Hopefully, it's your cell phone or a home phone, and get out there and call, and they'll come. But if you live in an apartment house, it wouldn't be a bad idea for maybe a fire drill from the apartment house to complex if the people will 
you know, that owned the apartments would uh, do that. Because you'd be surprised how many people, if they hear an alarm go off, you know, they say, oh, it's an apartment upstairs, don't worry about it. Well, apartment buildings can catch on fire and it can spread real easy, depending upon how the buildings are made. Another thing is, um, it's it's no joke that if you are in a hotel and you hear the alarms go, you, you had better know from your room where the stairs are. That's always one thing I always make sure when I get to my room, that's always one of the first things, especially if I'm by myself and with a, a concierge or someone who's assisting you, whatever they call their names now, but I always make sure that they show me where that stairwell is because I have been in hotels that I've had to evacuate. So it's it's people don't think it's a very important um, part of your existence in a hotel, but it really is because, you know, people smoke in bed and who knows what else they do. So fires begin in hotels. Right. Make sure you can make your way around. I know some people have a little bit of sight. Some of us have no sight. Make sure you know how to get around your house if you can't see, because if you get smoke, that's going to interfere with you. If you got any vision, that's going to interfere with your vision. You know, especially if it burns through wires and everything and you have no power, you're not going to be able to turn lights on. And needless to say, you probably don't want to turn a light on anyway. Uh, but try walking around your house, figuring out where your doors are if you can't see. Uh, that way you know how to get out so you don't fumble around. Because when you get in a room and uh, all the lights are out and there's smoke, uh, you can get disoriented real quick. 1505, you want to unmute yourself? And Patty, we have four raised hands. Good. Okay, you're muted, 1505. Star six, you're on the telephone. Oh, okay. I thought there you go. Yes, this is Beth. Yeah, hey, so, Beth. What do you do if you catch on fire? Drop, stop, drop, roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Oh, okay. But but do that outside. Don't do it inside where the fire is because you, you want to get out of there. Oh yeah, I know. right. Because that's what they teach the kids in school now. They stop, drop, and roll. Because I had um. When we were growing up, I had three cousins, and they put batteries in the wood stove. And needless to say, there was a huge fire, but they got burnt pretty bad, too. Yeah, batteries are not made to put in fires because they will explode. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, 1808, you want to unmute yourself? I think we can try again. Yeah, let's give it another shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about 1808, when you can unmute, why don't you let us know, and we'll just go on to the next person. Yeah, you're muted, 1808. Okay. Um, we'll go to the next one for now. Uh, Jay Rasmussen, you want to lower your hand or unmute yourself? Hey, Jay. I just wanted to say, if you do get burnt by something, put water on it. Don't put butter. Don't put any kind of grease on it. Just run water over it. You can let the paramedics know when they get there, they'll take care of putting bandages on there, a saline water, pour over it probably. Um, but even for a minor burn, yep. water really yes, works yes. the best. Yep. Uh, I burnt my finger the other day with a piece of cheese that melted and it dropped on my finger. And I instantly put it in my mouth and burnt my mouth too. <laughs> but but I put it, I, get, I reached up into the freezer and got a piece of ice and put on it. Aerosol cans. Uh, if people are doing like, I know a lot of people have uh, burn pits in their backyard. My neighbors have got burn pits and all the time during the winter, I can smell them burning wood and stuff. Uh, never, ever throw an aerosol container into a burning fire because uh, they will explode and pieces of metal go everywhere. 
and I, I'm not sure about this, Jay and Eugene, maybe this is what I do in my house. I have cans of um, Pam, of course, which are aerosol cans kind of things. And they are in a cupboard, uh, the, the farthest from the stove. Right. Just because I don't want to keep them anywhere near heat. Definitely. And that's like if you store gasoline, propane bottles. I got a small grill that uses the small bottles. I store them on a shelf way away from anything that would produce heat. Okay, Danette, you're up. Unmute yourself, please. Okay, there we go. Unmuted. Okay. So, Eugene, have you heard of – we had a fire marshal come talk to our alumni chapter again and, and talked about an app on our phone called Smart 911. Have you heard of that? I do have it, but I don't remember what it's for. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't heard of that app. Ha- has anybody heard of Smart Nine One One on app on your phone? Mm. Any hands go up for that one, Cindy? Mm-mm. We no. have uh, somebody has their hand raised, but doesn't appear. And now she could be eighteen. Oh, eighteen twelve. You want to mute yourself? <laughs> I don't know if you're not from eighteen twelve. <laughs> you're. I can ask my local. Okay, you're department unmuted. What- eighteen twelve. I can ask my local fire department what that is and find out. Yeah, that would be interesting. Matter of fact, I can find out right now. <laughs> okay, you're muted, AT12. Hello. Hello. I hear something. I hear something. Hmm. I can, okay, I can hear the I can hear the background noise, but I can't I hear can them. Too. <laughs> okay. Anyone else, Cindy? Yes. All right. Eighteen oh eight. You are <laughs> you're muted. Using. I don't know why my number is coming up as 1808 because the area code is 808 or the last four well, numbers they is do 208. The, uh, 808. They put the one in front of the 808. Okay. Your area, Hawaii area code. <laughs> Correct. So um, this is Vicki in Hawaii. And when we moved into the condo that we're in our landlord had or somebody had installed one of those small kitchen fire extinguishers now we've been here almost eight years and this fire extinguisher is still here so i'm wondering if it's still any usable and if it isn't what is the proper way to dispose of it well, for one, eight years, no, it's not probably going to work. Uh, they need okay. to be checked. They need to be checked at least every year. Um, and like the one I've got, it's got powder in there. And every six months, I turn it upside down and tap it with a rubber mallet to break up the powder. So if I have to use it, it will work. Mine's got a gauge on it, too, that says whether it's it's good or it's bad, um, whether it's usable or not. Uh no, I wouldn't use a fire extinguisher that's eight years old. I'd be getting with the management to see about exchanging it and getting a new one. Uh, and if he won't do that, then you can buy them at uh, Walmart, uh, Targets, whatever. But you want to get one that's uh, for A, C, and uh, A, B, and C. That will cover all three fires, electrical, uh, you know, flammable materials. And then, and then, so if it isn't any good, what would be the proper way to dispose of it? I'd give it I wouldn't to you. Give, you wanted to- I'd give it to your manager or else uh, see if the fire department will take it. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Awesome question. 812, Northern Indiana. Are Have you got any questions, uh, David? Yourself? Guess not. Okay. Does uh, anyone? 
does anyone else have any helpful um, advice or helpful hints like like some people have offered us some some good tips? Absolutely. Oh, hi. I'm not in northern Indiana. I'm in southern Indiana, 812. Oh, okay. Look, I'm from, oh, that's right. It's 219. I'm from central Indiana, so I don't live there anymore, but. Okay. I just have a question. Um about baking soda, I was always told to keep baking soda like in the cabinet right near your stove in case you get a flame or a fire starting and just throw the baking soda on there. Is that right? I would not do that because if you throw anything on top of there, whatever, if there's grease in there, it's liable to splash out. And then you're going to get your fire on your counters or possible on you. Uh, so the best bet, if you got a fire that starts there, you know, if you got a lid that fits over the top of that pan, just put a lid over it and it'll smother it because a fire's got to have oxygen. If it doesn't have oxygen, it won't burn. It'll go right out. And Eugene, if you if you think it's the burner, then I have actually slipped the pan to the side because I've suspected it's the burner and then I throw the cover over the burner. You can do that uh, and then reach up and turn the burner off. Yes. you got the lid over it. Yep. But if you got the flame, don't reach over to the frying no. pan to try to turn the burner off because uh, you'll definitely get burnt. And don't try to take the pan and put it over in the sink. I have another question about, um, if you don't mind, um, electric heaters. You know, I know they sell, you know, space oh, yeah. heaters. Yes. And, um, I was told that the ceramic space heater is a good one if you have to have one and if it if you knock it over, it turns off by itself? Yes, it does. I've got one. Yeah, and it also rotates, so you can set the temperature on it so it cuts on and off. You can set the heat or the speed of the fan on there, whether it's a low speed or high speed. So is the ceramic one the best to get? I wouldn't say they're the best, but they are good. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. I use Thanks. one maybe two or three times a year, and that's about it. But make sure, like any heater, make sure it's away from curtains and it's away from your bedding or whatever. You don't want it to wear it real close to where it can set something on fire. Right. Okay, Chris Schumacher, you want to unmute yourself, please? Have you heard anything about warnings that I'm seeing that there are certain hand sanitizers that are highly flammable? Yeah. Uh, I've heard about it. I haven't seen anything. Um some of them are made with alcohol, and of course, alcohol is flammable. Um, but I don't know of any that they're selling on the market that are flammable um, right off the bat. And not to tell stories, but I know one woman was lighting a candle and had just used the sanitizer, and her she caught on fire. Mm. So that's why I have heard about the sanitizers being somewhat dangerous, too. Yeah, some people make their own hand sanitizers out of uh, ethyl alcohol and, uh, you know, that's definitely flammable. Uh, 501, you want to mute yourself, please? We have three raised hands. 501-974. Okay, I'm sorry. There you go. Okay, this is Teresa. Uh, I don't know if I came in a little late, so I don't know if this was already covered, but I um, saw this um, thing one time. We had a, a fire marshal come to our state ACB affiliate convention one year, and they were talking about how if you're in bed at night, it's best to sleep with your door closed so that um, if a fire should happen, heaven forbid, but like if it was out in your living room, um, chances are you won't, you know, you won't um, 
guy of smoke inhalation in the bedroom, you might have time to call 911 and, you know, have, tell them where you're at in your home or in your apartment building, you know, which side of the building so they can come rescue you from your window. Yeah, if you're, if you're on the ground floor, uh, and, yeah. well, first, first, if you sleep with your bedroom door shut and you think you smell smoke or you hear this fire alarm going off, don't just reach, get up and go out there and grab that doorknob because if the fire's on the other side, that doorknob is metal. That heat's going to transfer onto that doorknob. And if you reach up there and grab it and that doorknob's hot, you're going to have second-degree burns on your hands. What you do right. is you fill the door and feel if it's warm and then work your way down to the knob. Uh, it's a fire. If you can actually smell smoke and everything, and you're on the first floor, go into your back to your bedroom, uh, open the window, and climb out. Uh, yeah. So make sure you got it where you can get to your windows. You know, uh, don't have bookcases but, sitting in front of them where you you can't get. Oh, through. I'm guilty. I have braille magazines in my window. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, because yes. that's just something you're going to have to try to move if you're going to get out. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped in your room. Right. Right. And then, well, there's a balcony on the other side of that window. But if at least if I'm on the balcony, then I can, uh, you know, lean over. Are you on the second uh, floor or third floor? or Second. Yeah. Now, some people, uh, they sell it. I don't, I'm not sure exactly where you can get it, but they sell rope ladders that you can take and hook to something and throw it over and climb down. I would, I would yeah. recommend that as a last resort. Uh, I've also heard that if you're in a hotel or a motel and there's a fire, especially hotel and you're in a, there's a fire, to um, if you if any all else fails, put wet towels in front of you know at your door. Yeah. Well, hopefully it, you get out of the hotel and the fire's not outside your door. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. But get you a what wet you towel, get you a wet washcloth, a wet towel, and put it in your face uh, to help you with so yeah. breathing. Right. Head towards the stairs. Like the yeah. one person said, you need to when you go to the hotel. You know, everybody knows where the elevators are, but how many people actually look to see where the stairs are? Stairs are right. Yeah. Right. You don't worry about gathering up all your stuff that's in the hotel room to take with you. You can always replace it. <laughs> I know. Unmute yourself, please. Can you hear me? Yep. And yes, um, those of us that do have a fire extinguishers and it's something small that we need to um, uh, take care of right away, how do we open it and how do we aim it and all that, Eugene? It all depends upon the fire extinguishers. Most of them, they have a little nozzle on the front and they have a uh, pin that you pull and then you squeeze the, the trigger on it and it goes... But you don't want to be right on the object when you do that. You want to be about two to three feet away from it. Um, you know, the old CO2s, I remember when I was in California, there was a guy on a motorcycle pulled in to get gas. And uh, he put the gas uh, nozzle in there, and it overflowed, and it caught on fire. And so his motorcycle was on fire, and right around where all the gas had spilled on the ground was on fire. The guy comes running out of the gas station with a fire extinguisher, CO2 extinguisher, which would have put the fire out. But he was about like 15 feet away from the fire trying to use the extinguisher. That wasn't going to work. Uh, and somebody else in a vehicle pulled up, and they had an extinguisher. They did the same thing. So there were two people that could have put the fire out if they'd known what they were doing. All they had to do is get a little bit closer to the fire and use that extinguisher, and they would have put it out. 
But, uh, you know, your best bet, if it's something that you think you can handle, fine. But if you got second thoughts, get out of the house, let the fire department, because you can always replace what's in your house. Hopefully, you got insurance. Um, Another thing that you want to think about is a fire always doubles in size every minute. Yep, and if you live in a trailer, that's trailers are more better than they were many years ago. Many years ago, it used to be like a trailer would go up and total fire within ten minutes. And I used to hate to responding to trailer fires because when a trailer burns, there's all kinds of stuff in there. It puts out poisonous gas. Six one four, you want to unmute yourself, please. Hi, it's Melody from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I am terrified of lighting candles, so what I do if I want my house to smell nice is get a candle warmer that you just plug in and set your candle on and it melts the wax and it'll get hot, but it won't light and there won't be a fire. Yeah, definitely use the candle warmer, uh, the wax warmer. Uh, I, I definitely, I got candles, but I don't use them. Um, you know, they're decorative candles. If one of my kids comes over, they might light them. But uh, as far as for me, uh-uh, I'm not going to light a candle and take a chance of knocking it over and starting a fire. Anyone else, Cindy? Right now, that's it. Does anyone else have any helpful hints before we have to conclude? Yes. Yes, Jay. Hey, go ahead. You have another, a lot to help. Another one that you want to think about on your phone is to put ice. It's called in case of emergency. Right. And you want to make sure you can have more than at least two in case that person that, you know, you get hurt, that they can, um, the rescue squad or whatever can... Get a hold of that person. What was the title of that? One more time, Jay. It's, it's called an ice, ice in case of emergency. In case of emergency, okay. Yeah, most phones have that on there. You just have to fill out the information. Eugene, I've taken an extinguisher that I've purchased and and actually gone to a firefighter for assistance to to know how to operate it because they are right. a little bit different, and they were very kind and helpful about that. Yeah, there's different types of fire extinguishers. I got one in my truck uh, that is a uh, uh, Halon fire extinguisher. They don't make those anymore. Uh, they're great fire extinguishers. Uh, the only problem is they disperse all the air. So if you use it in a room, it's going to disperse all the air and you're not going to be able to breathe. Um, they used to use them on uh, shipboard in uh, flammable lockers where they have the halons. And when the alarm goes off in the ship, there's a fire. You got 10 minutes. Actually, you got less than 10 minutes to get out of that space before those extinguishers go off. And there's like 24 halon bottles. When they go off, anybody in there is dead. It disperses all the oxygen, and there's no way a fire could be. Hey, right now, that's it. That has a phone number or a name. Um, yeah, you have quite a few shy people on your call. But maybe Don't be shy. Does anyone else have any helpful hints for the rest of us? We're we can only take calls where we have a phone number or a name. To let anybody know whose name or phone number is not. Yes, any, if anybody wants to unmute that has not had a chance, would yeah. like to unmute, go ahead. There's certain calls we can't take. Yeah, there's somebody. Hello. Okay, hello. Hello. Um, is, is it still um, true that, um, like, if you're not disoriented and you know where the door is in case of a fire in order to get outside and call 911, uh, is smoke still six inches above the ground? Can you, if you have to, can you crawl out the door uh, with that six-inch air um, amount? It's better to get down and crawl out the door than stand up because the higher you're up, the more the heat and the smoke you're going to have. Right, so there's that. Yeah. There's still a couple inches on yeah. the ground. 
Yeah, the smoke's probably not going to cover it all the way to the ground. You'll probably have maybe a foot, maybe two foot area. But the smoke is going to be up towards the ceiling, and it'll work its way down as the fire progresses and comes down. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, now you have another raised hand, 914. You may unmute yourself, please. We have three participants with raised hands. Hi, good evening. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, this is Barry New Rochelle, New York. Um, got a couple of things. Uh, I'd like to unplug as much equipment as I can around the house for two reasons. Just um, for safety reasons, for one thing, and a lot of electronics uh, still continue to use power, even if they are off these days. So I just thought I would throw that out there. Thank yeah, you. One, one thing you might want to do is occasionally check your your power cords make sure that they're not frayed uh i had a dog that uh, used to like to chew on power cords fortunately the dog never did electrocute himself <clears throat> but uh if you got a frayed power cord then you need to see about either replacing it or if if you can't replace it get rid of the piece of uh, article that it goes to yeah i do check those and i did find one recently and it went out very quickly and yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. One of the most important appliances to always unplug is your toaster. Houses yeah. have started on fire because of toasters for some reason. Because I guess there's, you know, sometimes your crumbs are burnt or whatever, and and you leave that power on, and there's still a little energy, and fires begin. You know, a lot of people will uh, take something and use the burners on the stove and forget to turn them off. And, uh, you know, accidentally set something down on top, and then next thing you know, it, it's on fire. So is the rule never put stuff on the stove there, Eugene? Well, the rule is uh, you just put stuff on the stove if you're cooking. If you're not cooking, keep stuff off the burners. Okay. Another hand? Yep. 812, Miss Indiana. <clears throat> Are you there, 812? I will tell you, a fireman's job is a tough job. Uh, you know, when I was in Mississippi, one of my jobs was to get on the roof and vent the roof. If it's a house fire, it allowed the heat and the smoke to get out. Okay, there you go, 812. And uh, the biggest thing is sometimes those roofs, they, the wood burns underneath them. And uh, it happened to be one time the wood did burn underneath there, and I fell through the roof into the house. Ooh. Fortunately, uh, uh, everything had been burnt underneath me, so you know I was okay. I did make it out of there. A12, are you ready? You're on mute. Yes, thank you. Can you? Um, can you touch a little bit about um, gas fireplace? We have a gas fireplace, and um, it it always has to have a battery in, in it. You know, and you had said something about batteries and fireplace, but this is in a little box, like at the that's, edge. That's, that's what's used to start it. Well, yeah. Well, we got an automatic. You know, um, oh, you know, like you have on your TV. You just yeah, remote. But that oh. battery is used in there to. The, to provide the spark in order to uh, light the fire. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That should be okay because the, the way it's it's built, you know, I'm sure they took in consideration when they built it. So okay. that battery, that battery being in there, should be okay. And we were yeah. always told to keep the damper closed on that type of fireplace, okay. right? Uh, I don't know about keeping the damper closed. Uh, if you got the damper closed, the, the uh, will the smoke not come back into the house? No. No, no it has. Okay. Fireplace, it gives you heat, you know, yeah, and the, gives flame, you heat, yeah. the whole look of, you know, the fire. I think it has ceramic logs in there also. Oh, okay. 
Now, I had a regular fireplace when I was in Mississippi, and I had a screen in front of it, and uh, we were burning oak and everything, and uh, uh, somebody mixed some uh, pine wood in with my oak, and uh, I had uh, things popping and shooting out onto the carpet, and had some burn spots on the carpet, and uh, uh, finally, Mm -hmm. we just quit using the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank if you. you have a fireplace, that's another thing. If you have an actual fireplace where you use logs in there and everything, it's best to have somebody come out and inspect your chimney before you use it each year. Because if you get third-degree creosote in there and you get a hot enough fire in that fireplace, that creosote up there in the chimney will catch on fire and you can have a chimney fire. And that has to be fought from the roof down. And it does make a mess inside your house. Eugene, yes. is it is it wise to never go to bed with the fireplace on of any type or leave your dwelling? Um, it all depends. Uh, I've slept with fireplace going before. Um, you know, uh, you don't want to have it rip a roaring fire like you you'd have outside. You know, a gentle fire and get up maybe several times and check it, but have your fire screens in front of it in that way or your fire glass. That's what I ended up doing is eventually getting the glass to put in front of it. So, you know, it would still heat up because of the glass and everything, but there was no sparks or ambers that would pop out into the house. But you want to have a, usually they have a screen up top on the chimney there to uh, keep sparks and stuff from flying out and landing on your roof. Okay, 505, you want to unmute yourself, please? All the people up north there that have fireplaces, I don't know how to use them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Eugene, they say, I have two questions for you. They say not to leave your Christmas tree plugged in, like if you go Christmas shopping or something like that. Well, it all depends on your, I I normally don't, the only time my Christmas tree lights are on are when I'm at the house. Uh, you know, if I'm not there, you know, the tree's not near the window. So, you know, when I had dogs, the dogs didn't care whether the lights were on or not. So uh, I would turn them off. When I got ready to go to bed at night, the lights would go off too. Oh. Yeah. The bulbs don't put out that much heat, but, you know, uh, you never know when you may get a short or something. Or the yeah, extension, like, cord, extension cord might I, overheat. I guess, like, if it's a real tree, they say that, you know, not to leave it. Yeah, because they, 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 yeah, they can dry out. The real trees can dry out, and, uh, you know, they, they are flammable. You know, you can take a Christmas tree after Christmas, take it out there and throw it in a fire pit, and it'll burn real quick. Oh, yeah, they do. Hmm. And then uh, I was wondering, why do toasters um, catch fire? I had one one time that I had a, one of those Pop-Tarts, and um, it caught fire. And the guy from the fire department told us that those, my old man went and he just took the toaster outside, you know what I mean? And we just left it, but we did call the the people from the fire department and he said that those, um, the Pop-Tarts and stuff like that with frosting, supposedly that they're very dangerous for those toasters, you know? Yeah, sugar will burn. You can actually sugar will burn with the flame. So that that could be the reason. Oh, you mean so it burn it would burn more than the regular pop tarts? Probably because it's got sugar on top of it with you know the the icing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we used, I had to, never... we used to make rockets out of saltpeter and sugar, and we used to make our rockets and shoot them off. And uh, sugar will burn. 
Oh, my. And okay. Once, and once in a while, you might have a crack in the Pop-Tart, and, and some of that inside can leak out, too, which is more filling, sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was scary, because I had never seen a toaster catch fire like that. And he just picked it up and took it outside. <laughs> uh, Any more? I saw one. Yeah, you have seven minutes left. Okay. Maybe room for two more. Okay. Is someone have you want to unmute oh, yourself? Five hundred one. You okay. Two. Yeah, you have five five hundred one. Okay. Yeah, five hundred one. Okay, I know. Already, this is Teresa. I know. I already talked once, but I was going to suggest about the pop tart thing is to um, to. Uh, do it in the microwave, just, you know, place it on a paper towel and put it in the microwave, you know, about 20 to 30 seconds. I know you don't want to dry it out, but you still don't want to catch your toaster on fire. And I know we all love the icing on our pop tarts. <laughs> and believe it or not, you can get fires inside your microwaves too. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that because one time I did, I, I put a, a a pop tart in a um, toast. I mean, in a microwave to warm. You know, heat it up a little. And I remember it had cellophane. I had a little sight at that time, and I saw these sparks like look like lightning flashes in the microwave. <laughs> and that that when that pop tart was burnt. Yeah, people leave popcorn bags in there too long. <sighs> oh. oh yeah. Okay. You know, that, 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 want to unmute yourself? Five minutes. 808, where you at? And mute yourself. I know you're there. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you said 808. Hey, I just have a question. Hey, hey, Eugene, how you doing? <clears throat> Thank you, man. This is great. Um, how effective, I think they call it CLS logs, uh, chimney cleaning logs for your fireplace. How effective are those? Um, not sure. When I was in Mississippi with the fire department and a friend of mine was a chimney sweep and we always used the brushes to clean the chimneys out. Uh, and that was from, yeah, the we, from the top down. Yeah, we had a fireplace when we lived in Vegas, a wood burning fireplace. And uh, every year before we uh, used the fireplace, we would burn one of those chimney cleaning logs. And after it burned, after it burned, you could see all of the junk from that creosote burning and drying out and falling down. So they said it was somewhat effective. I didn't know how much. So. Yeah, you don't want to burn pine wood in your uh, fireplaces because pine's got sap in there and that sap sticks to the uh, inside of your tubes uh, going up the chimney. And, uh, Correct. Yeah, and that's what causes your third-degree uh, creosote. Correct. All yeah. right. If you have a real hot fire, you won't usually have to worry about uh, getting uh, creosote build up. But if you hear, if you've got a fireplace and you hear it sounds like a choo-choo chain coming through your house, uh, you more than likely might have a, a fire in your chimney. Yeah, well, that choo-choo chain yeah. coming through my house would be neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to kind Four of draw minutes. this to a close. I know there may be hands, but this has been excellent. Wow, you guys, we have shared so much. It's so exciting to be streaming for the first time. But now we need to look at next week. What would somebody like our topic to be? Please throw some topics my direction. Can I freely unmute, unmute yourselves now and just let me know what you think? <laughs> Any comments, anyone? This is Melody. Um, how about natural disaster and weather type safety? Okay, that's a good one. Excellent. Thank you. 
Yeah. And, and to add to that, this is Beth, to add to that, the uh, emergency preparedness stuff, you know, with the, with the natural disasters and stuff, you know what I mean? The Yes. Okay. There's a, that's a, there's a lot of information that may take us two sessions, but if that's what it takes, we will do it. You could talk about rattlesnake roundup in Texas and New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Hey, there's a few in Wisconsin too. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad top topic either for people that live in areas where they could get bitten out in the wilderness. Ooh, that's that's that, true. That, we that we do get them in, here. That, that can even happen in Florida. But there's a, oh, a yeah. lot of different a lot of different things that that we could get bitten by. You know, there's a certain spiders and and lots of different creepy crawly things that yep, could make a real recluse. interesting topic. Yeah, and and they can in, they can be in your home. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's another two other things that that's uh, spiders uh, and also well this fall already, but I'm thinking in the summer maybe you could do one on uh, safety in regard to thunderstorms like lightning safety. Um, mm-hmm. Patty, can I say something? It's you something. bet. Okay, if you somebody was talking about emergency preparedness. I got somebody for you. Yeah. We have the director of emergency preparedness and policy for the state of Maryland who is blind. (gasps) So she goes all country. She works with all the fire departments, police departments, disasters, hurricanes, dorms, everything. And if you want to get in touch with me, uh, I will. And I'll get you in touch with Cecilia. Oh, that'd be excellent. Oh, it'd be excellent. She might, it might take two calls for that. I know she would be happy to do it. And she is an ACB member. Thank you. Um, there you- is so much knowledge out in, in amongst all of us. It's just amazing. So, David, how many seconds? 659. Hi, this is Melody one more time. I thought of mental health safety, what you do in a mental health crisis, because it's not often talked about and it's stigmatized. And I have four diagnoses. So if we could just do a topic once. Okay, thank you. You guys, this is they great. They usually do another call with that, though. Yeah, but we can we can double back. There's oh. other some of our stuff is double backed on too, so that that's okay to, yeah, that's to bring true. it up because there's different times that people can get on. So, you guys, thank you for everything. This has been just absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Cindy and Eugene, and we'll see you next week. With me, uh, okay. I will, Cindy. I will. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Bye. Good night, Bye. everybody.